Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Wednesday, October 27th. Today on the show, the Nashville Predators get back-to-back wins. Nashville SC is back on the pitch, along with some golden nuggets from the guys at Club and Country. One Tennessee athlete continues to do spectacular things, but we begin with the chaotic flaws in college football in 2021. Doing major work on your house is very expensive, and it needs to be very thoughtful. This is why you need the Kingston Group, Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm. My family uses the Kingston Group, and you should too. That's it. That's all you need to know. BuildKG.com is the website. Talk to them. If you are planning on doing anything with your home, check out the website, BuildKG.com, the Kingston Group. The Tennessee Volunteers are getting a much-needed bye week this weekend. It doesn't mean there's not still some great action in the SEC. There is, but I wanted to focus today on the top four teams in college football and how I am pro-chaos, have always been pro-chaos, and I love watching all these different teams, 52 ranked teams, a record through eight weeks, lose in college football. It makes the sport great. Quarterback plays a little bit down. Offensive line plays a little bit down. And if that means, hey, we're having a season with more defense and more chaos, then I'm all for it. Here's the thing I'm concerned about. Ohio State is absolutely crushing people on offense and their defense is getting a little bit better Oklahoma is still undefeated finding ways to win after switching their quarterback to Caleb Williams Georgia's clearly the number one team in America it's not even close and Alabama's probably clearly number two in America and it might not even be close those four teams while we are rooting for chaos and want to see chaos the ACC and the Pac-12 are largely out of the, the college football playoff picture already I am still concerned that we're going to end up with Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Are you guys okay with that? In a season full of total chaos, are we still okay with the college football playoffs still just being the same four teams or four of the same six teams that we've seen in that situation over the last seven or eight years? I I guess I am if they're the best teams and they're the most deserving and they've earned their way in. But I'm just curious what you guys think because even though – This has been a 2007-like chaotic season. It just feels like we might end up in the same exact place again when the playoff rolls around, and I don't know how fans are going to take that. Maybe Alabama gets beat handily by Georgia in the SEC title game, and maybe Cincinnati sneaks in because the Pac-12 and, as I said, the ACC are probably out of it. And maybe that's what people want. People want to see a group of five team get access to the playoff. But right now, Georgia won. Alabama 2, Ohio State 3, and Oklahoma 4. Those are the top four teams with Cincinnati at 5. I just don't know how people are going to feel about that. I'm curious. Give me a tweet at Braden Gall. Tell me what you think about the college football power structure feeling chaotic this season, but really just looking exactly the same at the top. The Nashville Predators won their third game of the season and second in a row on Tuesday night with a 3-1 win over the San Jose Sharks at home at Bridgestone Arena. The Preds got another power play goal, which was good to see. UC Saros was downright outstanding and probably yet again the best player on the ice. And Roman Yossi, the captain, did good things to help his team win a game. After two more assists, Yossi has now nine points in seven games. And after a 1-4 start, back-to-back wins over first-place type teams has changed how we view the first few weeks of NHL action in Smashville. And what's more important is how it happened. 
Nashville totally outskated Minnesota on Sunday and led either one nothing or 2 nothing for the entire game on Tuesday. It wasn't a dominating performance, but Nashville was clearly the better team on Tuesday night, just like on Sunday night against Minnesota, even if the Sharks were maybe at the end of a long road trip, but that's not important. Never mind. Who cares? This franchise desperately needed points and confidence, and they got both in each of the last two games. Nashville is off until Saturday until they will host the Islanders at the Stone at 12.30 p.m. Central Time. Nashville SC has just three matches left in the regular season and is currently tied for second with Philadelphia after losing to the Union over the weekend. On Sunday, the boys in gold will travel to play fourth place Orlando in what could also be a table-defining match in the Eastern Conference. But before they do, however, a critical three points is up for grabs on Wednesday night as Nashville SC will play last place Cincinnati. Let me repeat, last place Cincinnati. Things get started at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday night, and when you are battling tooth and nail for critical seating in the standings, losing to a last place team is unacceptable. And frankly, a draw would be unacceptable as well. Be more aggressive. Put your best lineup out there, all of the things. Don't play for the draw. You have to trust that you are good enough to beat this last place team. Yes, I know the O-City match is more important over the weekend and that you still have a very winnable home match in the season finale on Decision Day on November 7th. But Gary Smith said last week on the Club & Country podcast that every single point is critical. So take three tonight from last place Cincinnati, how about? Speaking of the Club and Country podcast, we've got your golden nuggets for the week, per usual. We try to make you guys smarter soccer fans by giving you a little piece of information about Nashville SC each and every week. And today on the show, the guys focus on Nashville SC's goal-scoring regression. So in the last six matches, Nashville has scored three goals, and they have an average expected goals in those of 0.65, so... You know, they're scoring at a slightly lower clip than XG would indicate, but really not a whole lot lower. They're just not generating a whole lot. So let's compare that to the six matches before that stretch. Double the scoring, double the XG. 13 goals as opposed to three, so quadruple the scoring, actually. And an average XG of 1.37, so more than double the expected goals. Tim, if you would agree that there is regression in the attack, not just statistically, but but also you know tactically and on the pitch, what's causing that regression in your view? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously very multifaceted, but a big part of it is is the personnel rotation that has sometimes been forced or, or sometimes has been a choice that didn't end up working out for Gary Smith. Um, Hani Mukhtar and CJ Sapong in Chicago turned what sh- probably should have been a multi-goal win on the road, um, had had a, an adequate field to score goals on. It turned that into one in which I could hold NSC without many realistic choices. And then um, you have Anibal Godoy, Alistair Johnson, and Randall, Randall Leal all unavailable in D.C. coming back from their international duty. Dan Lovitz remains out of the lineup with a foot injury. And, you know, I was kind of a skeptic that his early season goal creation or chance creation numbers uh, were a little more than fool's gold. But certainly a guy who has the opportunity to create those chances, whether or not it's statistically kind of sustainable, is still somebody that you want in the lineup, I would say. So that I think I would prefer to have a guy that can even have that. Uh, it's everybody's personal choice. But, <laughs> but I, w- I would say a lot of it has to do with the guys that, that just haven't been around. And, and when they've come back, haven't had the chemistry that they had in that stretch before. 
That, of course, was Wes Bowling and Tim Sullivan, hosts of the Club and Country podcast, offering you a golden nugget each week on the show. If you want to learn more and dive deeper into Nashville SC soccer as the playoffs are approaching, please go listen to the best Music City Soccer podcast you can find anywhere. That's Club and Country, everywhere podcasts are found. So there's a few sports on this podcast that I sort of try to push on you, right? I tell you to make sure you're watching soccer even while we're overdosing on football each and every week because I think it's important that we pay attention to a really good soccer club as the playoffs are arriving. And I know the NBA is just getting started, and I know there's this weird rivalry between Memphis and Nashville, but I say we squash all of that in this city because John Morant is worth your time. They will be playing against Portland on ESPN on Wednesday evening. And all John Morant has done through three games, which of course Memphis has won twice, is average 35 points and eight assists per game. He's an absolute superstar, and Nashville needs to be watching him routinely every single night. The Grizzlies have made the playoffs because of John Morant and because of how they play the game. I, I feel like I've repeated this on the show many, many times, and I will try to work Memphis basketball more into this show as the season goes along. But just check him out, okay? I promise you, you will not be disappointed. John Morant, 35 points a game, 8 assists per game. He's an absolute superstar, and every single time he touches the basketball, you have no clue what to expect, except that you will be entertained. Grizzlies at the Trailblazers, 9 o'clock tip-off, Wednesday night, ESPN. Tune in. As you know, the 440 brought to you, of course, by the Kingston Group, our great friends who are award-winning, locally owned, and have been doing business in Nashville for over a decade because they're great at what they do. That's it. They're, they're like a Titans defensive line performance against the league MVP. Check out the website, buildkg.com. The Kingston Group, trust your home with nobody else. The Kingston Group are the people you need to talk to. Thank you guys all for listening. Please check us out on Instagram, at 440media, of course. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Share the show. That is all that we ask. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter, at Braden Gall. This has been the 444, Wednesday, October 27th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.